Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope that this message will both teach and encourage you. Here's today's message. Now, So welcome again. We're so glad you're here. And by the way, we're having some pizza delivered from Pizza Hut. Not just pizza, but some pasta too and uh, breadsticks and what else, Paula's in that box? That's it, pretty much it. Okay, so it's getting full, uh, several, four boxes, I think, and so you get a piece of, a little bit of each one, and that ought to go around. So what we'll do is, I think we're planning on you can help yourself. There's also salad over here that Paula made. Um, help yourself, but what we're asking you to do, don't, don't pick up one piece of pizza and put it back and say, I don't want that one. What, whichever one you touch, it's yours. You pick it up. So, oh, you got tongs. Oh, okay. No fingers. Yeah. And, and don't lick the pizza either. All right. Well, I'd I'd like to introduce Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve is going to bring our lesson today. It's always good when Pastor Steve is here. It's never a question, never a doubt. You're just, yeah, just thrilled with anticipation. So come on up here, Pastor Steve. All right. Thank you, Pastor Steve. All right. Nice to be here with you today. What my um, teaching on today is, there it is, filled with the Spirit. Now, why would I be talking about that today? Well, Pentecost Sunday, this coming Sunday. And last Sunday was the Jewish Pentecost. So there you go. We're right in the middle. So I guess that's the subject for today. Filled with the Spirit. So Pentecost, where, where did that term come from? Well, Pentecost was 50. So it was 50 days after Passover. And it was the Jewish feast of Pentecost, which is Shavuot, primarily Thanksgiving for the first fruits of the wheat harvest and later associated with the giving of the law. Uh, they celebrated that too. So, but now for the Christian Pentecost, we're celebrating, yeah, the first fruits of the powerful presence of God and Jesus in our midst by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus in our midst, and reveals Jesus in us and through us. So, could we do that without the Holy Spirit? No, it's impossible. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. All you've got is religion. You can do religion without the Holy Spirit, but you can't do the power without the Holy Spirit. And I don't believe you can do the love without the Holy Spirit. God has to put his love in you by the Holy Spirit for you to share that with each other. Then it's supernatural. Then it's fun. It makes church fun. Without the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus in our midst, it's not much fun. And it's you're not getting anything out of it. So so here here's where the account is. It's Acts 2, 1 through 4. It says, when the... When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came a a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. Was it a rushing mighty wind? We always say there was a rushing mighty wind. No, it said like one. That's what it sounded like. All right. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. By the way, how many were sitting there? Does y'all have a number? 
All right, so I'm going to give you three choices. There were 12. There were 50. There were 120. What do y'all go for? 120? Hey, you got it right on the number. That's how many were sitting there. So then it says divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I like that phrase. All filled. Not some of them. Not the preachers. Not Peter. James and John. No. All. Everybody. Including Jesus' mother. Mary. Did you know she was there? Yeah, she was there. She was a disciple. She was a follower of her own son. Because he was the son of God. All filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when you go to church, don't expect somebody to get blessed. Let everybody be blessed. That's God's intention. Whatever it is, it's all with God. Not some, all. Not later, now. They spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, uh, the next one, it talks about all the different ones were there. All the different nationalities. And I might mispronounce some of these, but it's the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, the Mesopotamians from Judea, the Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, uh, Egypt, Libya, visitors from Rome, both Jew and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. And we hear, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. That's what they said about, yeah. Wow. Wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall? Or how about just be there? Well, we can't go back 2,000 years to that to that upper room. We can't go back. But you know what? God can do it here, just like he did it there. Yeah, it's not a special place. It's anywhere we get together. And together is an important one, too. It's not, we're not just an association. We are the church. So we're all filled. We're all together in one place. You are unified And what do we unite under? The name of the church on the door? Is that what we're unified? We're unified under our denomination? No. We're unified under Jesus Christ himself. So if somebody asks you, what is your doctrine? I like to tell them, I'll hold up the Bible and say, here it is. Well, they say, no, but I want to know your doctrine. I said, the entire word of God is my doctrine. I'm not pulling out a phrase or two and saying, that's what I believe. Because then you've narrowed it and you limited God. It's the whole thing. I believe it all. I believe everything in the Bible in balance and in context. There you go. All right. So tongues are languages. You might say, well, you know, I've had that experience. I've had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I spoke something. I I don't think that's any language. Well, it could be tongues of men or of angels. So there's lots of tongues out there. So I believe I believe some, somebody somewhere understands <laughs> understands that, if it's nobody else but the Holy Spirit. He knows, yes. Uh, and dialects declaring the mighty works of God. It was a miraculous event. So here's what happened. Five things happened on the day of Pentecost. Altogether, we said that. Number two, sound like a rushing mighty wind. 
You know, when God's moving, when the Spirit's moving, remember Elijah with the earthquake and the, and the wind and the fire and all of that? You know, there's some effect, there's some physical effect sometimes, not always, when God is moving. But Elijah found out that God was in the still small voice. So it doesn't have to be a spectacular event, folks, for it to be God. He can be there in the still small voice. Maybe what it is, the more we get, the more that get together, the more God has to do to get our attention. But if you're one on one, he wants to get your attention with the still small voice. Not a booming voice from heaven, but a voice inside, and he might even use your own voice to speak to yourself. So, fill the entire house, not part of it, not just the, not just the platform, uh, not just the praise team, not just the pastor. No, the entire house. Everybody. We're all a part of what God is doing. And I might add an indispensable part. Yeah, I had a, a, a lady at a, a church, a former church, and she hadn't been at church in a while, and I went to visit her, and I said, hey, we've been missing you. She goes, oh, y'all don't miss me. You don't need me up there. You don't need me at the church. And I said, what? I said, you're an indispensable part. I said, it's right there in the Bible when Paul was talking about the body. The church is like a body. So uh, what if what if I left my foot at home? Would I miss it? Would I notice it pretty fast? <laughs> hey, why are you lipping? Oh, oh, golly, I forgot my, forgot my foot. Oh, that's not important. Oh, my foot's not important. Nah. No. We're, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. We're all important, not only to God, we're important to each other for God to, for the body to be working properly. Okay, purpose of Pentecost. Why were they there? I've even got the answers for you right here. You don't even have to think this morning. Why were they there? Answer, Jesus commanded them to wait there for the promise of the Father. And the other answer is, why ten days? Well, it had to happen on the day of Pentecost. And by the way, it was ten days after Jesus' ascension. So when he commanded them to go and wait, uh, this, then he lifted off to go back to be in heaven with the Father. But it was ten days later that they received the Holy Spirit. It just kind of, I kind of like to picture that. They had to hang out for ten days. Or did it take them ten days to get there? No. Shouldn't have taken them ten days to get there. It's just across town. But they made their way. And I just picture them just sitting there waiting. And somebody said, well, what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. Jesus didn't say what was going to happen. He just said, go and wait for the promise of the Father. And then they could begin a conversation about that. Well, what do you think the promise of the Father is? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, this has never happened before. We've never had this kind of experience. We're just waiting to see. So if somebody asks you, why are you going to church this morning? Just say, I'm going to just go and see what's fixing to happen. <laughs> it's always something really neat that happens at church. We just don't hear about it. We're shy to testify about that. But something neat is happening usually on the deep inside of us. 
not always on the outside. So, had to be on the day of Pentecost. So, in Acts 1, 4, it says that, He, Jesus, commanded them to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Right. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? See, we know now, and we've experienced it. But they didn't know then. So, baptism of the Holy Spirit? We've heard of being... John's baptism was a baptism with what? Water. But John said, one coming after me is mightier than me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There it is, Mark 1.8. All right? Now skip over to Luke 11.13. Jesus said... If you then, being evil, by the way, I always read that and didn't understand it. Like, is he saying that that we're evil on the earth? Well, there's a lot of evil on the earth, but Jesus wasn't saying you were evil in the in the uh, understanding that we have of the word evil. Put in there sinful, corrupt, and fallen. If you who are corrupt and fallen, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who qualify? What? That's not what that says? Oh, to those who ask. Mm -hmm. Do you have an asker? I've got an asker. Do you have an asker? But God's waiting for, you know, you've got to give God permission to move in your life. He's not going to overwhelm you. Yeah, you simply ask. Don't have to qualify. Oh, that's that's terrific. And then in John fourteen twenty six, uh, Jesus said, "But the Helper, and I put in there the Greek word Paraclete. I think we've we've heard of that word before. Uh, a Paraclete, in in some ways of understanding, was actually like a lawyer that would go with you to a trial." or somebody that would come along beside you and just encourage you whatever you were doing. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send in my name. Well, see, the Father is sending him in Jesus' name, but Jesus is the baptizer. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Yeah, I like that. He will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is there to teach you everything about Jesus. You say, well, we've got the Bible. Can't we figure it all out just by reading the Bible? No. No, you need the Holy Spirit to understand it and apply it to your life. That's what the Holy Spirit... If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you know very little about Jesus. You might have read about him, but you don't know Jesus. So the Holy Spirit makes it possible to have a one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can say, He's my Savior. He's my friend. He's my constant companion. I talk to Him every day. What? How do you do that? Lord of the universe? Wow. Talk to Him every day? Who do you think you are? I think I'm a, I'm nobody. But God invited this nobody to ask for the Holy Spirit and He would give it. Wow, what a privilege and what a responsibility. So he's going to bring to remembrance all that I have said unto you. 
And then I like this one, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. I always think of the little song that we sing with it. Because it's a way to remember this little song. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. Remember that one? Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. When you get up in the morning, why not just remember this verse? And say, that's what I'm going to do. How about when you go to church on Sunday morning, you're saying, Lord, today I'm going to speak to each other and myself and each other when psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and I'm going to make melody in my heart. Hey, Steve, how are you doing today? I'm making melody in my heart. What? Yeah, I was commanded to do that. Yeah. Start off your day that way. Say, today, Lord, and all day, I'm going to make melody in my heart. I'm going to keep that melody going. It's kind of like tuning into your radio. When I go work in the yard outside, I take my little Bose speaker and my phone, and I play music while I'm working. It just makes it all go so much better. Crank it up pretty loud, too. Yeah. So why not just keep the Holy Spirit on all day and keep that melody in your heart all day and crank it up so that others can hear it the melody being made in your heart so it's for everybody the Holy Spirit is for everyone not just for Pentecostals did you know God is baptizing people in the Holy Spirit in other denominations other churches, other parts of the world. Parts of the world that they just barely heard about Jesus and the next thing you know, they're getting filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. And all the things in the Bible that's going on start going on. Why? Because it's not a one-time event. It's not a one-time event. Have you ever wished you could go back to the good old days? Oh, I remember. Oh, we just prayed and we cried and we sought God and we got on the altar and it just for hours and hours. Okay, that's fine. But you don't have to recreate that. It's right there for you when you wake up every day. Well, I can't wait till Sunday. I need God right now. Okay. God's going, yes. Yeah. God is on call. The Holy Spirit is on call. The angels are on call. You need them right now. He's there. Okay, so what makes us Pentecostals? <laughs> Some of you are going to say, oh, I know what makes us Pentecostals. We speak in tongues. Well, that might be something you do, and that's fine, but I would not call that the definition of Pentecostal. That's one of nine gifts. It's the Holy Spirit. What the Bible says is the Holy Spirit was was given on that day of Pentecost so that they could proclaim the word of God boldly and powerfully. Remember that the story there in Acts chapter 2 right after they were all filled? What did Peter do? What did Peter the chicken do? He stood up and preached and declared the word of God boldly. And he said things like, This Jesus whom you crucified, God raised from the dead. That's pretty bold. I mean, they could have said, Let's get him. 
So that's, to me, that's the main fruit of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> There's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all that, but <clears throat> you have the ability, each one of us too, by the way, not just Peter, <clears throat> not just the preacher, not just Billy Graham, <clears throat> not just, <clears throat> I'm thinking of that Pentecostal preacher. His name's Shambach. Y'all remember him? Yeah. Yeah. I like to listen to his stories. Yeah. Yeah. Not just him. Everybody. There's one baptism, but many feelings, fillings. I'm not talking about your teeth. Yeah, a lot of you have many fillings, right? No, no. Many fillings of the Holy Spirit. Take a big drink every day, not just a little sip. Hey. Hey, my iPad says this is slide 16 of 16. Uh, don't start applauding. No, don't you do that. Don't start cheering. There you go. 11.32. We're doing good. Did they bring the pizza already? Okay, well, this was just the introduction. I'm sorry. No, that's it. All right, so we'll have a, a, a prayer. Let's take some prayer requests. We're going to pray for the... For those, and we're going to pray for the food. Thank you.